From JMI Wealth, Andrew Kelleher is with us. Good morning. Very good morning. So headline number looked pretty good. Yeah, so this is extremely, extremely strong um, employment data yesterday. There's actually no other way to describe it other than strong, stronger, the strongest we've seen for quite some time. So let's actually look at the numbers and then ask a couple of questions. So employment in the September quarter um, was up 2%. Now that was expected to lift 0.4% of the last the last Reserve Bank forecast was 0.3%. So forget those, uh, forget those estimates. The unemployment rate now in New Zealand is 3.4%. It was expected to just dip under four, so 3.9. So that's very strong employment data. I actually saw one commentator even call it ridiculous. It was just so far outside of expectations. And if you've got to think about this, Mike, from the 18th of August till the end of September, the economic of engine was in the engine of New Zealand was in lockdown as well. So, look, you've got to celebrate and embrace outcomes like this, but you also need to understand the numbers, and that's a little problematic given that the outcomes were quite unexpected. So, there's lots of questions floating around now about these numbers. Um, you know, the government has been affected. There's been a lift in the number of government employees. We need to understand just how big that factor is. We, there's also the extent to which some of the things like the wage subsidy are affecting some of these numbers. We're not entirely sure just yet about that. But I look on the positive side, you've got things like the construction sector continuing to be a real positive factor in providing employment. The result was driven by a big lift in full-time employment, so it wasn't just kind of like a stealthy lift in, in part-time employees. It was the second highest quarterly rise we have seen um, in employment since records began in 1986. And that is the lowest unemployment rate we've seen since, nine, since 1987. So we're basically at full employment, Mike, but it also has implications. I mean, you see a very strong lift in the participation rate. And you now have to ask the question, what if that participation rate drops? We're really going to be in the shtuk if that happens, because, of course, we've got the closed border. We're not importing labour anymore. The Reserve Bank also look at what they call, here's a big technical term for you this morning, the non-accelerating inflation rate of unemployment. That's the sweet spot where the labour market doesn't contribute to inflation. We think that's around 4.5% unemployment. So at 3.4%, this really will fuel the inflation fire even further next year. And I think we're going to see real pressure on wages and labour costs next year. But we know that the employment numbers can be volatile, though, so we need to see the debt quarter. But the, the follow-on questions then are, does this put more pressure on the Reserve Bank to go 50 basis yeah. points or to, in, in the OCR in November? They said they wouldn't. We had that the Kotoku speech in, uh, earlier on where they talked about slow measured steps. And we've also, in the end, got to ask this question, Mike, did the monetary and fiscal policy response to COVID last year overcook the economy at the cost of very high levels of government debt? I think we all know the answer to that. Um, seven o'clock, you, um, you're fizzing? Yeah, I'm fizzing. I buggered this up a bit, actually, Mike. I thought it was at six, uh, but uh, I didn't take into account people put saving. money in your hands, do they? Yeah. <laughs> of course they do, Mike. Of course they do. So, yeah, all eyes now on the Fed. Not at 6 a.m., on 7 a.m. this morning. Um, we really want to know what the Federal Reserve will do regarding the taper, the reduction in the bond-buying programme. We expect they're going to reduce that bond-buying programme by $15 billion a month. Also, their attitude towards inflation, you know, um, and any possible move in official interest rates 
rates in that, you know, in the future in that statement that we'll see yeah. at 7 o'clock. Okay, tell you what, real quick, we've got to celebrate. We should have done it yesterday. Yeah. Uh, that, that dairy trade number yet again through the roof. Oh, absolute good. Yeah, 4.3% rise in the global dairy trade price index yesterday morning. Strong results in skilled milk powder, 6.6%. That's at a, at least a five-year high and possibly longer. Whole milk powder up 2.7%. So a great result. Farmers will be pretty happy at the exactly. moment. Exactly. Well, we all will be at the end of the day. Uh, numbers, please. Uh, 35,910 on the Dow Jones, down 142 points at the moment. Uh, that's about 0.39 of a percent. The S&P 500, uh, 4624, down 6. And the uh, NASDAQ, 15,659, up 9 points. Uh, the FTSE 100 overnight lost 26 points, 7248. Uh, the Nikkei, 29,520, lost 0.43, 126 points. Shanghai Composite was down 7, 3498. Uh, the AS6 200 gained 68 points yesterday, just under 1%, 7393. Uh, we gained 1 point on the NZX50, 12,993. On the currencies, one Kiwi dollar on the wholesale markets, 0.7133 US, 0.9618 Aussie. 0.6157 euro uh, against the quid, 0.5221, 81.36yen. Uh, gold is uh, down a little bit this morning, actually $1,762.24. And also Brent crude, uh, oil down a little bit, $82.22. Yeah, it crashes on. Um, you yeah. have a good one, mate. We'll catch up tomorrow. Andrew Kelleher, jmiwealth.co.nz.